This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, and welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing, Nick Schwartz in here, Cody Taps in here, going to do some national Radio like you Cody did. Tapp, national caliber radio host. Well, you did the uh, national caliber a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I too am a national caliber radio host. Actually, well, this is worldwide on the web. I'm afraid that Cody's going to leave us and go national. I don't want to start any rumors, but you, I mean, you might have left us. No, I did it one time. This is Cody's third time in the last month. Bringing your wheat and waving it elsewhere. I'm, no, there's only one place I wave my wheat. That's on the 435 Podcast Network. New episode coming out Wednesday. You know what? Since we're here, let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and break the news. Special guest, former Kansas big man, All-American, Cole Aldridge, 10-year NBA veteran. Cole Aldridge going to be on this week's episode of Waving the Week. Is he going to have the video with it, too? I think so. Really? A little video. I like your uh, video component. Alex Gold did the Waving the Week for a while. He used to be my college football guest every so, week. So, you know, Alex, this is a, it's a contentious subject because Alex used to host Waving the Wheat. He started Waving the Wheat. He named it Waving the Wheat, which I don't like the name Waving the Wheat. I keep asking Alex if he's listened to any of the episodes. He doesn't, but he wants to take all the com- he wants to take all the the credit for coming up with the name. You know, if I were starting a podcast from day one, I don't think I would name it Waving the Wheat. It's intellectual why, why, property why it, of the company. Why did it have to be waving the wheat? Why couldn't it be waving the wheat? It became intellectual property of the, it, uh, of the it's company. It's like trying too hard to be edgy. It's like, no, it's waving. Waving. No, I'm just waving it. What would you call it? The Nick Schwartz Show. <laughs> and then they can't replace me. You know, then they can't have somebody else come in and do it. <laughs> somebody else do the Nick Schwartz Show? You could maybe do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the real season starts now for the Kansas City Chiefs because it is the offseason. We can all get over the uh, the grieving process, which I have another uh, Twitter comment here that says that they're still not over uh, the loss because they're seeing the Rams and they're seeing the Bengals. And they're saying, why not us? Because they keep hearing about Joe Burrow. But in reality, the season really begins now. The season began last year at this time as well. So many things are going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, you had the Senior Bowl this past weekend. Um, you've got the Combine coming up at the end of the month. The Combine is March, uh, or February 28th through March 7th. They actually start the drills around March 4th. The draft, April 28th through 30th. So <laughs> free agency, 
March 14th it begins to the 16th. It's the legal tampering, even though everybody signed, well, goes before that. You can actually see trades now, but they won't be announced until March 14th, like the Alex Smith trade was done earlier. But the tampering, 16th, you can go ahead and sign them. So essentially, the next three months, so important for the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, it was about rebuilding the offensive line, going out and signing Joe Tooney. They had interest in Trent Williams. That deal didn't work out. goes all the way to 2 or 3 in the morning. Didn't work out for them, but they were able to fix this offensive line through the draft. I actually think they did a very nice job in the draft. I mean, how can you not say that they had a home run in the draft? Nick Bolton, by the way, was brought in with the, with the Orlando Brown trade. Because, yes, the Chiefs had to send them other picks, too. But one of the picks that did come back to the Chiefs um, was a six-rounder they used for Melvin Ingram. And another pick was Nick Bolton. So that so not only did the Chiefs get Orlando Brown from the Ravens, they were able to flip it for Melvin Ingram. It was huge for what this defense was, but also brought in Nick Bolton because of that Orlando Brown deal. So the Orlando Brown deal actually has several other wrinkles than just a Chiefs left tackle. But here was Brett Veach just last week talking about the cap situation. We're okay when we're not. We're not uh, rolling into the offseason with a ton of cap space. Um, you know, we, we have some, some, some moves to make. And, you, you know, the, the, cap, the cap has grown. I, I know that there's numbers thrown out there and people think that it's um, a bigger number. But, you know, I actually think that we were hoping for a little bit bigger. Um, and then, you know, the big question is the growth from 22 to 23. I mean, you know, that also plays a factor into – um, how we construct contracts and how cash flows look in different years. And, you know, there's a little element of that, that that's unknown. And I think there's a, you know, the knee jerk reaction is to say, well, TV deals and, you know, the cap's going to just balloon. And um, while we'll, we continue to hope for that, I think there's a good reality that that won't happen. And it'll be a much more gradual increase in the cap. It's not just, you know, the TV partners. Now they added an Amazon Prime. So you added a, a digital partner as well with this. Cap was about 188 before the pandemic hit. Dropped down to 182. It's going to bulk up to about $208 million. Um, They've got 27 free agents. A lot of these guys may come back on one-year deals. Like Demarcus Robinson's done the last two years because he can't go out and get that big deal in the NFL. A lot of people thought he would. but That dude's going to be signing one-year deals till he's 42. Yeah. I mean, Darrell Rivas did this, but it was for different reasons. He got paid a lot more money than than the Marcus Robinson. But regardless, the cap is going to be going up for the Chiefs. They have a lot of decisions to make with free agency. Uh, two big ones are going to be Orlando Brown and, um, and of course, Tyron Matthew as well. Uh, Melvin Ingram, they'd like to bring him back. With Melvin, I think it'll be very similar to last year. I, I think he'll be a guy that will want to take his time. Um, he's played a lot of snaps, still a productive player still can help the team, um, still would be of interest to us. I think he'll go through the process of, you know, taking some time and, and getting with his family and seeing, you know, where he wants to play and what makes sense for him. Um, but I do think if, if a guy like Melvin decides that he wants to come back and play, I think that we would be at the top of his list, and, and, and that's something we'll, we'll, we'll work to keep the dialogue open with. Brett Veach this week did say that the focus initially would be on, on the defense. But Brown and Matthew, clearly their top priorities. Yeah, so they'll certainly be at the top of the list of, of things that we have to work through and, and, and go through. And, you know, I, I'm sure they'll be, you know, there's a lot of questions just it, largely do with, you know, the salary cap and, and you know, the restrictions. And, um, you know, we had a successful, uh, you know, 19 season. And then as we went into the 20 season, um, we were able to get a lot of, a lot of guys re-signed. And then we had, 
um, the pandemic that really killed the cap. So, you know, there was a lot of adjustments that we had to do. Um, it limited our ability to do some things and we had to get creative in other ways. Let me ask you this, Jay, do you view this as a Brown or Matthew situation for the chiefs? No, I don't, but I think it will come down to one or the other. And I think Brown will be here and Matthew won't. What do you mean by that? I mean, I think they could find a way to massage things out and pay the honey badger. But again, I get concerned about several things. Let's go back to something Herm Edwards said. He said a lot of things I actually like, like don't hit send. But he talked about arrows up, pay. Arrows sideways, don't. Arrow downwards, don't. Don't pay him. Pay him if the arrow's going up. Orlando Brown's young. 24? Uh, he's 25. He hits 26. Basically, put it this way, he, he's Joe Burrow's age. If you want to believe that uh, or he's not, he's twenty-five. He'll turn twenty-six this offseason. Yeah, he turns twenty-six this offseason. So, which, by the way, to get wherever you think he is, I mean, to get a which is a hell of a lot younger than Trent Williams, but yeah, most of these guys were getting the massive O-line deals. They're nearing thirty. Like this deal will take him up to his year thirty. But he season. could be slapped the franchise tag. Yeah, you know, so thirteen point seven million. I think last year was the for offensive lineman. It'll probably be up fourteen, fifteen million this year. I would do that, prove it again this year. He did prove it. He's the starter in the Pro Bowl uh, this afternoon at 2 o'clock uh, when the Pro Bowl's on. But uh, Orlando Brown, I do think, comes back because it's a harder position to replace, especially through the draft. Like last year, was all about Tevin Jenkins and Sam Cosme, Liam Eisenberg, Alex Leatherwood. Well, we saw a lot of guys get moved to right tackle or guard. That left tackle didn't exist. So the reason why I ask that is because I do view it as one or the other, and I think we're kind of answering it the same way. But the reason is, is because I wonder, after hearing Brett Veach speak on Monday, or I guess that was Tuesday, and in that press conference, which went about 40 minutes, he made it pretty clear that fixing the defensive line, retooling the pass rush is going to be the number one priority this offseason. Which last year was the line on yeah. offense. I don't know how you can accomplish that task if Orlando Brown and Tyron Matthew are both re-signed. Because Orlando Brown, even if you franchise tag him, you're still going to be paying him nearly $20 million a year. But then you're looking for left tackle. No, no, no. No, I'm saying if you franchise tag him and then were to, to give him an, uh, a contract extension next season, right? Just hypothetically. Because that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to franchise tag him this year work on a, an extension next year. But either way you slice it, I think Orlando Brown's here for a long time. With Tyron Matthew, you give him a contract extension, he's going to want upwards of $16 million a year annually. He's already the highest, one of the highest paid safeties. He came in this year as the highest paid at 14 a year. And I get it. Like It's not always what it seems. You can move money around. You can restructure contracts. You can convert this into a signing bonus, save some money here, save some money there. That's fine. I don't know how you pay both of those guys between 16 to $20 million annually and also find a way to retool the defensive line. I just don't think all three of those things are possible simultaneously. And if you're trying to make a cut somewhere, if you're saying, okay, where's the one sacrifice that we'd be willing to live with, it has to be in the secondary. Because if there is one thing that we have learned with defenses is that while it's great to have those guys in the secondary that can effectively erase one side of the field, 
if you have a, a great pass rush, if you can get pressure by rushing four, or like we saw with the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, if you can just rush three and send eight guys back in coverage, those eight guys don't have to be plus defenders because you're just playing a numbers game, right? That's what the Bengals did. The Chiefs weren't ready for it. That's why they came back and won that game. So I I just think when you're sort of trying to prioritize things this offseason, I just don't see how Tyron Matthew is the guy who ends up still getting that big deal. I just don't, here's the thing, Nick, I've always come to is where would you say his arrows at? I'd say it's, it's not going up. It's probably going, sideways in, in that situation you laid out. It's probably yeah, going so sideways. I like, I like when they're going up or later Brown's clearly going up. Yeah. You, yeah it's, came it's from the a same run, idea as you, d- you don't pay a guy for what he's done. You pay yeah. him for what you're going to get out of Patriots never him. did with Ty Law and stuff. To let him go. The Colts didn't do it either. Edron James was a stud. Got rid of him, drafted Joseph and I win a Super Bowl. You know, the Chiefs, you know, they, we can go back on the game, but they probably should have ran the ball more because Cincinnati was daring them to run the football by dropping eight. So it's going to be a decision. I do think that uh, Orlando Brown's back. I don't think Tyron Matthew is. Frank Clark, I think they're going to move away from that contract. It'll be 12.5 of dead money. They could spread that out, though, over a couple of years. Coming up next, though, Justin Herbert made some comments. So not forget about this guy and Nathaniel Hackett in Denver and Josh McDaniels in Vegas. Will it make a difference? Next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Bickley, Grant Nicholson producing. Nick Schwartz in a studio. A lot to get over. We just went over Brown and Tyron Matthew, and we'll get back to that in just a second. But Justin Herbert, he spoke about... Uh, Next year. What has to happen this offseason to get you guys to that next level? That's a great question. We have to be able to put together a full season. Um, if you can win some of those games early on in the year or, or in the midway or even near the, the back end of it. And so for us to be able to put together a, an entire season of good football, which I know we're capable of, you know, I, I think that's that's how we have to handle it. 
A lot of people like Justin Herbert. What's it feel like just watching the playoffs like the rest of us? We're disappointed. We're obviously wishing that we could be playing in the playoffs. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of been a lot of good quarterback play that we've been able to watch. And, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, you know, they've done an incredible job of, of, of winning games late. And so being able to watch those games, there's a lot to learn from those guys. That's true, but... You're watching Mahomes and Allen and, and Burrow and stuff, and a lot of people are putting them in that category. I like Burrow a lot, and I have not just because he beat the Chiefs twice, but I've liked Burrow before that because he's got that that it that we all look for in quarterbacks. But I know a lot of people are going to be talking about Justin Herbert, and Josh McDaniels comes into Vegas, thinks he can resurrect Derek Carr, like a lot of people have, and Derek Carr puts up numbers, but not in the postseason. He's played one postseason game to the Bengals and lost. And he has um, as many touchdown passes in the postseason as Travis Kelsey, uh, believe it or not. But Derek Carr, can he make a difference? They moved on from the GM because Mayock had some good players like Mac, Max Crosby, name it. I like Hunter Renfro, but two first-round picks from 2020 already gone. Damon Arnett spent time with Kansas City. They got rid of him quickly as well. And Henry Ruggs, part of that deal too. So they moved on from Mayock. This division's interesting with Josh – now in Vegas, it didn't work out so well for him in Denver. Did for a little bit, but then the reality started to hit him. And it's a guy that turned down the Colts head coaching job because it was thought to be coaching waiting for Bill Belichick. But he takes the job in Vegas. So you get Josh McDaniels a couple times in kind of the New England way there, which I don't think uh, fears the Chiefs uh, whatsoever, to be honest with you. And then, of course, uh, you've got Nathaniel Hackett coming from the Green Bay Packers that lost in the playoffs this year, the previous two years, they make it to the NFC title game, but he had Aaron Rodgers. And it's pretty easy being an offensive coordinator with, you know, minds like Matt LaFleur, still your head coach, and now he's the head coach in Denver. I do like that roster in Denver, love that roster. They don't have a quarterback. So right now, is McDaniels or Hackett? Which one do you take? Is Raiders the team to make the playoffs? But do you think they're the second-best team in this division, or do you think it's Denver, the Chargers, because the Raiders were the one to get there, but you actually buying that. You know, it's tough with Hackett because, I mean, you're, it's Aaron Rodgers who has been your quarterback the last two years. So am I to give you credit for Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does? Probably not. Now, if you get Aaron Rodgers because you hired Nathaniel Hackett, then even if that's just for two years, probably worth it. I don't know if, if Hackett's going to be able to keep his job beyond that, but if, if that's what gets you Aaron Rodgers, then it's totally worth it. McDaniels is the one that's puzzling to me because it was such a disaster when he was in Denver the first time around. Um, and we were joking on the show last week that, well, at least, he, at least he's kept this job for a while. Well, yeah, he's kept this job for a while. Colty didn't. I, I don't. I'm happy as a Chiefs fan. I'm very happy to see Josh McDaniel back in the AFC West. I, I don't think there's any indication that this guy is going to be a good head coach. And here's the problem with the. Bill Belichick coaching tree. Brian Flores is the only one who's had any su consistent success from that coaching tree, whether it was uh, Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien. Um, Romeo. Yeah, Romeo Cornell. Kind of front office guys. A lot of these guys think that, I mean, and the best example of it is probably Matt Patricia, is that they can just go and do the Bill Belichick thing elsewhere. It's like, no. Bill Belichick gets to do Bill Belichick because he is the greatest defensive mind the game has ever seen. You're not that, okay? You're not the wonderkin just because you worked with him for a couple of years. And I just don't think that plays well. When you go out and you try to be this authority, 
you've heard players talk about this. Akeem Talib talked about it on a, a podcast interview, I think, at the beginning of the season. He said, hey, Bill Belichick. Why don't you have him on, by the way? Akeem? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reach out to his people. He said that everybody thinks that Bill Belichick's this hard ass. He goes, Bill Belichick doesn't have any rules. Show up on time. Don't talk to the media. I don't care what you do outside of this building. Show up on time. Do your job. Don't talk to the media. Those were the three rules. He said it was very lax. And then all these other guys try to leave, and they think they're doing the Bill Belichick thing, trying to rule with an iron fist, and it just doesn't work out. So maybe Josh McDaniels has learned some things from his first go-around with Denver, but you, what you can't do is make these guys, give these guys personnel decision. Like, that's one thing that needs to end immediately in the NFL. If you've built up the equity like Bill Belichick and, uh, and Andy Reid and Sean Payton, even though he's not going to be coaching next year, when you have the track record to suggest that, okay, you're going to be heavily involved and you're going to have final say in personnel decisions, that's fine. But most of these guys do not deserve that. Most of these guys do not deserve that because it's a disservice to your organization, I think, when you have one guy who's trying to do both things. You need separation Even Andy Reid stepped away from that when he got here. Exactly, because it's not just that you it's too many things for you to handle, but they're different jobs. Coaches are meant to help you win right away, doing whatever you can, it, it takes for you to win this year and for you to win week to week, whereas GMs, their jobs are to make sure that you have a path laid out to win for the next five years, for the foreseeable future. When you have one guy who's trying to play both sides of that coin, it almost always ends in disaster. But uh, hack it if it gets you Aaron Rodgers is clearly the better hire. I think it's funny that he played linebacker and tight end at Blue Valley Northwest. And I know Paul Hackett was here, his dad. and But they did, they hated Shane Ray when he had that Chiefs tattoo on his back. They never got over that. Drew Locke's Kansas City kid. They still haven't got over that. And now their head coach. There will be pictures of him wearing Chiefs gear, which is uh, funny all itself. Coming up next, though, Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com. Ron and I are going to start something uh, pretty unique starting Friday. Discuss that next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, Nick Schwartz, and Cody Gold, producer in here now, the executive assistant regional producer for the uh, Creed Humphrey video as well. I believe my official title was assistant director. Assistant to the regional manager? Associate director? Hey, regardless. Ron Kopp, lead analyst, Arrowhead Pride, joins us. Good morning, Ron. Morning, Bink. Yeah, last time I was in with you, Alex was on with us, and I had to give him, or I had to tell him that, yeah, that song is stuck in my head forever. So I guess I got to shout out Nick, too, for putting that song in my head. Thanks, Ron. Straight. Beard or no yeah. beard with gold? Because last time you saw him, it was a beard. 
Do you like the beard? Because yeah. he's shaving it. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's crazy he says that because I'm actually shaving my beard as well. I, it's a good time to shave a beard, I guess. So Wait, why go. is wow. everybody that's... shaving their beards? Yeah, is, is Pete uh, getting like – Pete's got some stubble going on and stuff too. Oh, is, is, this this a, a, is this a corporate <clears throat> Arrowhead Pride mandate? Is this an Arrowhead Pride 610 j- juncture? Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything. It could be. No, I think it's just a good time, right? Season's over. You know, you want to get the, the, the thickness back maybe by the summer, you know, when, you, when you're trying to look at, you know, as good as possible. You know, you kinda, it's kind of a good time to refresh, right? You know, I think it's a good time. It does get hot in St. Joe with the beard, not going to lie. But, Ron, uh, we've had a lot of fun talking about the uh, – well, I've had you in talking about the playoffs, but uh, there's no reason to do that at this point because now it's moving on. And, and Nick went through the uh, stages of grieving and acceptance and moving on. Uh, really, when you start getting to five, you move on, I do believe. But uh, you're still having depression and whatnot through stage four. Anger, depression. I kind of fit all the roles. Where do you fit in? Uh, you know what? I, you guys are moving on on Airhead Pride. Yeah, I'm I'm so surprised with myself, honestly. But I moved on pretty quick. Really? Um, uh, you know, in this position, we, we really want to see, you know, why, you know, what happened, right? Why they collapsed. And I... I really broke that down on our site, you know, at the film review on Mahomes' second half. And, and honestly, just kind of seeing what happened, seeing that it was there. It was there for the opportunity. It was there for the taking. And they just didn't execute. It really was just Mahomes kind of coming up short in a big moment. It was the first time he's done that in his career. It was kind of easier to accept that, like, it was really just them not executing rather than some dumb luck happening or some dumb, you know, whatever happening. It was, it was easier to accept. It sucks, right? You know, they missed a prime opportunity to win multiple Super Bowls. But, you know, this weekend I've really turned into draft draft mode. I'm, I'm ready for draft season. Senior Bowl's got me pumped up. So I'm, I'm ready to break down the draft. That's sure. a spirit. Ron, last offseason at this time, it was very apparent in how the season ended with that loss to the Buccaneers that that game was going to be the inspiration for what the Chiefs' priorities were going to be in the offseason, which was revamping the offensive line. It doesn't feel like that's exactly the case this time around. Do you feel like there's anything from that loss to Cincinnati that is going to influence what the Chiefs do into the offseason, or is this going to be more broad in terms of what we saw across the course of the season that influences what Brett Veach and this front office do? Yeah, I think you're totally right. It, 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 there isn't, because it, like I just said, it was really just Mahomes, right? It, re- it really was the offense, which you trust to still be good moving forward. You know, you don't, you can't overcorrect much about the offense, right? So I, I totally agree. You do have to kind of look over the entire season. And, you know, one thing that you, you think about, you know, they had to get Melvin Ingram off the street, you know, to come in and be their best pass rusher, basically. I know Chris Jones obviously was, was their best, but it seemed like Ingram was the most impactful down the stretch. I think pass rush is a huge thing that they're really going to have to, to overhaul because they have a lot of free agents hitting, you know, hitting unrestricted free agency when you're talking about Derek Naughty, Jaron Reed, you know, a guy like uh, obviously Melvin Ingram, a guy like Frank Clark is getting paid a lot. Do you, you know, do you restructure that or do you just cut your ties completely? I think they might, I might, it might not be wise to just completely cut ties because you're, like I just mentioned, you're, you know, your pass rush is kind of thin right now, you know, going into 2022 with all those guys leaving. Um, you're going to have to keep some guys around. So it'll be interesting maybe if they prioritize Melvin Ingram because of how well he did. I know he's, he's older, but um, I really think, you know, Veach understands the trenches are important. I think we're going to see a focus on the defensive line uh, in free agency and the draft, I would say. And, Ron, you and I are going to be breaking this stuff down each and every Friday over at ArrowheadPride.com. Of course, a lot of my mock drafts coming out here soon, but we're going to start looking at the different positions like safety, like edge, like wide receiver, 
We've got a lot of stuff, and you have a lot of stuff uh, coming up, because I know you guys are doing it several times during the week over at Arrowhead Pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, we got the draft. We got the draft AP draft room coming out. It's actually, you know, probably a, a grand, uh, you know, uh, a grand opening right now live on the on the radio. Uh, we're recording that today, actually. Really? AP draft room. We'll be we'll be breaking all chief angles for the draft down. But yeah, I mean, me and you, I, I was thinking, you know, receiver and some safety. Um, yeah. Those are kind of some intriguing positions right yeah. now, especially with what with what's going on. You know, in, in the safety position, we don't know what the Tyron Matthews future is, right? And let's just say, let's just pretend that he he does just move on to another team. The only safety on the roster next year, as of right now, is Juan Thornhill, unless you're counting Zane Anderson as, as one of those guys. So, um, yeah, I think safety is going to be really important to, to break down in the draft. I think it could be a position they pick high. You know, Juan Thornhill was a second-round pick. You know, they, they could go back to that well. But also I could see some, some free agency options at safety. But receiver is going to be important, too. I really think that's something I'm going to be hounding on a lot is that I really think this, this offense throughout the entire season was missing a difference maker like a Sammy Watkins. Um, for that number two receiver. I know McCole Hardman turned it on towards the end of the season, but it was in a, a niche role, a particular role. I think that role could even be better if they do draft a, or you know sign maybe a, a better wide receiver too. I think that offense could you know could go back to being you know completely unstoppable, even though it looked like it was at times at the end of the season. So that's why it's hard to nitpick about the offense. You know, Jay and I were talking about this and, and where the priorities will lie for the Chiefs in the draft and. I think one common thing that I've heard a lot over the last week or so is that it's tough. Even if you want to prioritize pass rushers this offseason, it's tough to get instant impact guys uh, at, at, that, at that position late in the first round. But if this truly is going to be an overhaul, don't you kind of have to throw all your resources at that position? Because I understand you know, the capitalizing on the window right now and not taking guys who can't make immediate impacts, but that's a really expensive position, right? Like when you want to go out and spend money on even those second tier players, you're paying a premium to get legit pass rushers. Could this be a scenario where the chiefs say, okay, not only are we going to spend money on pass rushers, but we're also going to use some serious draft equity on it as well. Yeah, exactly. No pass rusher is one of those positions in the draft, especially where you really do have to pick it high, right? It has to be one of your top picks if you really want to get one of those impactful guys. It's one of those positions that once you get past the second or third round, or, I mean, even past the first round, I should say, um, it, it does get a little harder to find hits, you know, and, and that's one thing where they might just have to throw, you know, a bunch of uh, people at the position, right? Hey, let's just sign a bunch of guys and kind of, you know, have a, a, a great rotation, right? You know, maybe not have a bunch of star-studded names, but that might be the way they have to go if they can't retain a guy like Melvin Ingram. Or, you know, if they do decide, hey, we just can't we can't deal with the, the cap number that Frank Clark is playing at. But that's the thing. They do have some young some young guys that can fit that role as, as, as just names that can kind of be in the rotation, right? Sershawn Wharton, you know, has shown flashes. I, I know he still hasn't put it together as like a complete guy you can trust to, to be a, a, a three down or, you know, just a, a regular guy. You know, Mike Dana has shown some stuff, right? And, and Colin Saunders has dealt with injury, but I feel like he is even. So they do have some young talent on the team, and I think if they do, they can find a way to just maybe add, you know, a few difference makers, whether it be just retaining Frank Clark or, or Melvin Ingram or they go another route. You know, I, I do think throwing names at the position, Spags is way, you know, daily and Spags dialing up the pass rush. I think they'll be able to manage it um, and, and still be, you know, effective. Ron, what do you, what do you look like in safety now? Because it's it's changed – Safety wasn't high priority for a lot of teams, but now it clearly is. It's much different uh, when you look at uh, what teams do, like the Honey Badger. Everybody's looking for that role because you look at Tyron Matthew. 
uh, when he's you know he's been with the Chiefs. You go back to 2019, uh, he was in the slot, 561 snaps, box 387, wide corner 31 snaps. 2020 was safety 509, slot cornerback 303. Did all those kind of things, and I know the NFL's looking for these guys. Like Isaiah Simmons, that was a safety, but yet linebacker as well. Uh, Butkus Award winner at Clemson. They want that kind of deal. Or Jeremy Chen and the things he does for the Carolina Panthers. But it seems like safety nowadays, if you're looking for safety, you want a guy who can come up and run support, You know, be a linebacker, be a box safety, the ability to play slot corner if you can. You're asking safety to do so much more than they used to do. It's really becoming a prime position. It really is, and especially in Steve Sagnolo's system, right? Sags, he especially wants to be strong at the safety position and pass rush. I mean, those are the two things that really make his defense work, you know, at its best, and that's why you've seen it at its best when it's had a guy like Tyron Matthew patrolling back there. You know, Juan Thornhill, you know, we've seen some flashes from him, right? But, you know, and and I do think he's gotten better at run defense, right? I do think he can come up and lay the wood. I like that about him, but his pass coverage back there can be iffy at times. So there is some things where – Safety is going to be super important for this team, it, especially, you know, we, it, it looks like they're going to keep Spagnuolo. They're going to keep the system. They promote Daly to linebacker coach. He should have more of an influence, I guess, on, on, the, on the scheme and everything. But safety is looking to be super important. They're very thin at it right now. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they can't retain Matthew because that's the thing. Matthew is going to be able to demand a lot, right? I mean, Matthew is a two-time All-Pro in Kansas City. You know, he's still not super – you know, he's, he's just barely turning 30, I think, you know, soon. So, there's some free agents, though. There's some notable veteran free agents. A guy like Kareem Jackson in Denver, he's a little older, but I feel like he still can play well. You know, there's going to be a guy – I think Spagnuolo is going to value a veteran in the defensive backfield of safety, but he's also probably going to want to get another, you know, talented guy in the draft, too. And, and there's, there's some guys at the top. I, I like the, the Georgia safety, Lewis Seen. Um, I, I think he, he could be fun. Um, he, he might be in that second-round range. Um, but there's some other guys, too. And so it'll be interesting if they kind of maybe go both ways, you know, a good free agent and a draft pick uh, at the safety position. Well, we're speaking the same language with Lewis there. We'll discuss that. But check out arrowheadpride.com for Ron's latest. Again, we're doing a podcast each and every week leading up to the draft. And, and Ron, I know you're going to watch it, and I watch it, the Pro Bowl today, even though it sucks, <laughs> but I'm watching it. Enjoy yeah, it. I actually don't know. I don't know if I'm with you on that. I don't know if I'm watching. Yeah, why do you uh, feel you know, so committed to watching it? I'll explain this in just a second. Okay, just hold the hold tight. I, I I haven't really enjoyed the content coming out. Like it's you know it's kind of been fun. I watched okay. you know the Kelsey mic'd up, but I don't sure. know, man. It's 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 not something I'm really. All right, Ron. On. All it's right. not a good product. All right, we'll, we'll discuss this, Nick. Ron, thank you very much. Uh, I guess enjoy the Pro Bowl or not enjoy the Pro Bowl. Whatever you decide <laughs> to do with the Pro Bowl, uh, just have fun with it, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you. Appreciate you guys. There you go. I I, I got to find out why you don't like the Pro Bowl. We need to. We need. To I don't it. like the Pro Bowl for the same reason that every other human doesn't well, like we'll, the Pro Bowl. We'll discuss this in just a second because me and Grant absolutely love the Pro Bowl. We discuss this next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. Viva Las Vegas, baby. Pro Bowl coming up. Everything's been in Vegas this weekend. Like everything. NHL All-Star Game, NFL Pro Bowl, skills contest the other day. That was, uh, I'm ashamed to admit I watched it. Uh, two All-Star Games, NHL and All-Star Game and the Pro Bowl. 
Tyree Kill slamming Brews at the NHL All-Star game yesterday during an interview, which was fantastic. Um, but Vegas has it. And for a long time, the pro sports leagues didn't want to be part of Vegas. Now they are. We got Peyton Manning and Cooper Manning and Eli Manning doing Caesars ads. Um, MGM, Caesars, FanDuel, you name it. In bed with the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball. Now they didn't want to go to Vegas. Now two teams are there, probably three when the A's move to Las Vegas. But the Pro Bowl will be center stage, Legion Stadium today at 2 o'clock. Uh, the bright stars of the future in the AFC and NFC going at it minus the guys that are in the Super Bowl, which um, I've always thought they should be part of the Pro Bowl too because those are elite talent guys, but they're not. We just have to enjoy this game because it's still football. No, we don't. No, we don't. The Pro Bowl is proof that even for the NFL, there are limitations to how much people will consume your product. But people still watch this, Nick. I don't, no, I, I don't do. give a damn. I don't they care. They watch it. Dude, I don't care. I don't care. People watch The, the Voice. All right. When you do mix notes, I want you to do the uh, ratings for this Pro Bowl tomorrow. Absolutely not. Honestly, and I'm not even saying this f- to be funny. ESPN and ABC. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched one single second of the Pro Bowl. But there's, but there's Chiefs in it now. Dude, I don't care. The season is over. Mahomes and Hill okay, and Kelsey. What, okay, what, what valuable insight Honey Badger, are you going to glean Clark? from Patrick Mahomes in the Pro Bowl tonight? You just don't like seeing the interactions. No, 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 no. Answer the question. What are you looking to get out of this game? Well, if you put and it that way. And don't say entertainment. And don't say entertainment yeah, because I'm you and I both know it's not an entertaining I'm, I'm looking to be somewhat entertained because I like football. You're and looking, I miss it. That's your, that's your standard? And I'm weird. To be somewhat entertained? I think Kansas City will watch it, man. First Dude, of all, Kansas City, watches, Kansas City watches everything. You throw Chiefs in it, they're going to watch it again. Ratings for this are actually not going to be bad. You may laugh at the Pro Bowl. I know people are laughing. I am laughing. When Bob, I am laughing. When Bob Fesco and I discussed what menu items uh, to put at the Pro Bowl watch parties. Pink, are you having a Pro Bowl watch party? You won't even go to he's a not, Super Bowl lying. watch party. I want to know, I want to know why lying. you like the Pro Bowl, Grant, because you're just like me. You love it. I do not love the Pro Bowl. It's not what I- you told me earlier. We didn't have a discussion earlier about the Pro the Bowl. Pro Bowl is, In my mind, we did. The Pro Bowl is the most spare sporting event. And, I, and I've told you this before, so I, this is not You're just really for on You're really coming off like a hater. This is not just... Dude, I do hate the Pro Bowl. So I hope I am coming off as a hater because I hate it. I think it's a worthless event. Now, let me tell you this. Text line loves it, by the way. I've told you. No, they don't. You're just saying that because I don't have the text line in front of me. I know for a fact there's nobody There's like text- 50 on here. Yeah, okay. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. I've told you this before. You need to find forms of entertainment outside of football. You got to do it. Got a therapist. I've been trying. That's not, That's entertainment. not entertainment. It's the first step. No, it's not. I watched the Pro Bowl. I've told you. That you need right, to get just in. Sit down here. Here's a drink. I've given you, I've given you TV show recommendations. I've given you movie recommendations, and I know you haven't watched any of them. Okay, name one of them. I told you months ago you needed to go watch Dune. Haven't watched that one. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, can, I watched uh, the session though. You have watched the session. Yeah. Are you caught up? Yeah. You watched the whole three seasons. I'm caught up, buddy. Who's your favorite character? Uh, the Roy guy, Colin uh, McCulkin's brother. <laughs> okay, okay, Karen Culkin, okay. That he cracks would be, me up. That would be uh, Not Kendall Roy, because he's like a Roman, Roman Roy. Roy. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts Except on... Except that pick he sent. That was... any, other, yeah, any other shows or movies you've... 
No, I'm kind of I'm kind of behind on things. Well, now's the time. Now's the time to get caught up on a day like you today. You've seen SEC Network that we show games. Okay. How come when I hear you say I'm kind of behind on things, I feel like you haven't paid attention to pop culture in like 15 years, and but that's see, you're kind of behind. I have a lot of catching pop up to culture. Do. I tell you what, man. Let me just give you a movie a week or a show a week. Just, just crank out a few up. You know what you would like? You know what you need to watch. I, I had COVID like a month ago, uh, over around New Year's. So I sat in my girlfriend's apartment and for five days, all I and did was COVID. watch. We got it together. All I did was watch uh, <laughs> bowl games, and I binge watched Yellowstone. You'd like Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. I think COVID gave a lot of people reason to binge stuff and be lazy. Like just sit around and watch TV shows oh, all the time. Oh, be lazy. As if sitting around watching TV shows is any less productive than sitting around and watching football. I find, what do we do for a living? You need to broaden your horizons, Jay. This is what I do for a living. I know, but guess what? It's the off season. Give yourself a, a reprieve for a couple of weeks. Well, here's clearly an 816. For once, I'm anti-bink on this. Purple sucks. I'd rather just have the skills challenge, but that sucked too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The skills, when Tyreek doesn't care. It all but, sucks, dude. But if they had like beer chugging, that would be honestly awesome. Because back to RA, even though he was hurt with the Packers, great. Stafford is in the Super Bowl, so he's not in, He's a very good chugger. I don't know if you saw his, seen his videos. Very, it became a real popular trend, the beer chugging. I want to see quarterbacks do that, then precision passing after slamming a few beers. The NFL is. Which, by the way, Grant, uh, it, very good beer chugger. The NFL is such a fantastic product. We don't need to water it down with these stupid events. Same thing with with Major League Baseball. So do Madden again? They did that last night. The only worthwhile all-star game is the NBA, and it's only because of the dunk contest. What about the That's NHL? It. That's kind of cool, it. the three-on-three tournament between no. each division. No, I don't Awful. Care. No. It was stupid. actually really cool. No, it wasn't. I, I caught part of that. Just worthless. The skills it's competition was cool because they were they took the Vegas strip over. They were doing a couple events out there. I thought they did a great job with the guys. And there's the keep in mind, there's not much on this weekend but All-Star Games. It's senior Bowl. We had All-Star Skills Contest. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something we right now. We had the Pro Bowl today. You know what's coming up this afternoon? The Clash. You see what they did in NASCAR? They turned the Los, the, uh, Los Angeles Coliseum into a NASCAR track. Quarter mile. Let me They're not going to get over like 50 miles an hour on it's that It's just thing. an exhibition too, by the way. It's not a real NASCAR event, but all the drivers are there. Coming up this afternoon, I believe it's a 1 o'clock tip, Loyola, Chicago, Missouri State, a battle between two of the best teams that the Missouri Valley Conference has to offer. That's the Mart Haynes, because we carry that over on 1660. You're going to want to watch that. We're listening to it with our Haynes. Isaiah Mosley, maybe conference player of the year for Missouri State. Could be. Remember Ronnie Bell was supposed to play there until he went to Michigan to play wide receiver? It's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. Well, here's the thing about the Pro Bowl. You'll laugh at it. People laugh at it. I am laughing. But here's the thing, though. It is NFL players, again, start for football. I knew we'd get this way. I, I said this, too, during the playoffs. I said there's going to come a time and day where we're looking at the wall. We're looking at the Pro Bowl. We're looking for crap. The Pro Bowl didn't mean much to me when the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl because we're focused uh, okay. on that. But this is the Pro Bowl preview show, Nick. I didn't know if you knew that. No, actually, you know what? Back in 2012, when the Chiefs won two games, I still wasn't interested in the Pro Bowl then. This is a three-hour Pro Bowl preview show. I had to fight for it. You had to fight for it? I wanted three hours Explain for Pro Bowl preview. Explain that to me. You, had, you marched into Specs' office. Absolutely. Specs' like, we need this here. We'll start at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. This is perfect. Drive time, people are driving around, getting breakfast, right. donuts, who, who, those kind of things. Give me one player to watch. Mahomes. Watch. Yeah, Derwin what, James. What do you want to see from Mahomes today? Derwin James is not hurt. 
Are you looking for Justin some- Herbert's to play this? Justin Herbert can do anything this time of year except the Pro Bowl. Like, but like, what do you want to see from Justin Herbert? Russell today? Wilson. Okay. Are you no, going you're to just AFC? Just guys. Names. You're just naming guys. Patrick Ricard. <laughs> all right. I'm walking out. It could have been fun if they did like a skills challenge Vegas style. They where did they had that like Thursday all the night. I know, but all the quarterbacks out there like playing craps or roulette or something. Here's the funny. Here's the see funny. how they gamble. I, I agree with you. Here's the funny thing about the skills contest, Nick, and I still don't know how you did it. It took place the day before. When the NFL players did their skills contest at night, that was not That was like live. two nights ago. Yeah. Like, how they, they embargoed it. Like, the media couldn't talk. But how'd they get it to where, you know, fans weren't talking about you it You know why? Like, you how know, did that not you happen? You know why? Because literally nobody gives a damn. But you would think someone would tweet about it. Oh, Micah Parsons is going to win fastest man or something like that. Like, I couldn't find that anywhere. Like, the embargo was You were good. searching? I was. You were scouring the corners of the internet to find out advanced times. I also found out because I was watching Olympics the other night, the Alpine skiing. I was like, why in the hell is there snow on other mountains? Which there is now. There was none except for the ski slope. Then I find that's 100% fake snow at this Olympic. Well, duh. But I didn't know that. I, I was learned it. I watched the luge yesterday, by the way. Loser. I did yeah, too. that's what you could do today. Go I, watch I the it Olympics. It's I watch every Olympics two years. Time. I watch it all the time. I was watching the half pipe last night. There you go. Or super slope, whatever okay, they call it. Okay, now we're talking. Flying Tomatoes going for his third gold. Yeah, let's go. Sean White, swan song. I watch you. You watch the Olympics, Grant? I'll watch some of the Olympics. Yeah. Thank you. When it's around. I, I got Grant. Thank I, you. Grant and I got into a racing thing last year. He's Formula One, big Formula One guy. We pick our racers because there's only like three guys that win that every week. That was easier than NASCAR because NASCAR, for the most, until Kyle Larson got on a roll, it was harder to pick a NASCAR driver than Formula One because that was <laughs> it's really I, I like two, two guys. They would win Formula One races. You like racing, Nick? Yeah. You know, I actually got Kramer into it when there was nothing on when NASCAR was going. I said, just watch this. It's something. It's some sports. It could be that virtual Royals thing. Just watch it. It's better than cornhole. Just watch it. I love, I, I like watching NASCAR. Regardless, back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, Nick Schwartz. Of course, we're going to talk KU basketball because, well, he knows it inside and out. Next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.